Honestly, I don't know if it's Friday. I don't know what it is, but the Ask Sleeves are still coming in, and they're fantastic. I'm not going to subject you to another round of it right now because you've pulled your hood up. You look like you're getting ready to expire at any minute. I don't know if you can make it through another 10 minutes of Ask Sleeve. They were good. Uh, I, they were good. Good question. I got, got a little international flair. For sure, for sure, and we got a bunch more to get to. So we'll. Uh, I'm going to sprinkle them in as you start to, to rebound a little bit. Um, I don't know if you did the same. If you didn't, you're doing it wrong. Watching Cobra Kai last night, uh huh. did you follow Sensei Johnny Lawrence once you saw his Twitter feed in that episode? <laughs> because I immediately picked up my phone when I saw that Sensei Johnny Law had a Twitter handle. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that. First time in my life I saw a Twitter thing on TV. I'm like, I need to follow that. It's not. It sucks, but it's still pretty funny. I did not, and now I'm searching for it as we sit here and speak. <laughs> so it's Sensei Johnny Law. So I that's there, genius. There, there was a uh, a part of the storyline was he put that he was going to fight Larusso on Twitter. Only he has no followers. <laughs> so nobody, that's right. Only one person. It was only Miguel. Only Miguel was his only follower. And if you looked at the tweets, you had to actually pause it and kind of go in and look at it real quick. You know, like at the end of your tweets, sometimes, like for instance. When I send out a tweet in the morning, I'll hashtag Ask Slee, right? Yep. So they're easy to search and everything else. <laughs> Sensei Johnny Law wrote the word hash hashtag brown, Bob. not hashtag, hash brown dead meat. <laughs> it was fantastic. And then one of his other tweets was hello. And then another one was how does this thing work? <laughs> It was it was pretty fantastic. I, I am all the way back in on Karate Kid now. I love Larusa's daughter because she hates Larusso. I like that. That's a very exciting development. And anytime you just straight up rip off Rocky Two with the double knockout, I'm here for it. It was it was a tremendous night of Cobra Kai. I uh, I went two episodes again. Did oh, another did you really? two. Yeah, I did. So you're I don't know why I'm doing it. It's but. It, in the second episode, I, I literally was like, when is this thing going to end? I kept checking how much more time. 18 minutes left. Had your disease kicked left, in there? Were you, were you under the weather? Left. What's that? Were, were, had your disease kicked in? Were you not feeling well at that point? No. It kicked in in the middle of the night. Middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, the booster am I excited? Will I be excited when I get to episode, whatever the next one is we're on? I think you're more excited about it right now than I am. I think well, you're. That goes without saying. I think you're all in, and I, I think you started admitting yesterday that it's not that good, but nope. that the part of the reason why it's not that good is what makes it good. Well, there was a lull in episode three that I'm like, uh-oh, this isn't good. But then once we got to Johnny's impotence and his Googling things and using a chip bag as a coaster, like the, all the Johnny yeah. stuff is is, is – he, he dropped an F-bomb on the bartender last night. That's like right. this is kind of a PG-rated show. Like there's a couple of four-letter words, but not that. And then all of a sudden when it came, I'm like, ooh, Johnny's feeling it. He's drinking – they're at this very fancy bar. And Daniel, because he's Daniel, is drinking scotch out of this cut crystal glass because that's the way he rolls. And Johnny's drinking banquet beer. I just yep. everything everything about Johnny is just fantastic. ESPN hash Radio brown. Hash, hash Brown yeah. Eagle thing. <laughs> fantastic ESPN radio is brought to you by progressive insurance all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline Slee's still looking for uh, excuses on how to get out of his dinner tomorrow night so if you got anything for him on that 877-710-3776 877-710-ESPN 
I want to listen. I want you to listen to George Kittle here because this seems like a, a really bad idea for the team that has the upper hand right now. This seemed like a very bad play for Niners tight end George Kittle. Okay, we're going to see who the more physical team is. It's going to be kind of a body bag game, in my opinion. The Niners have knocked the Rams around five times in a row. Okay, they beat them five times in a row. And the one earlier this season, unquestionably was the Rams' worst loss of the season. They got blown out. Matthew Stafford was bad. Debo Samuel was running all over the place. Kittle, they had no answer for him. Why go to the body bag? I mean, maybe it's just the karate kid thing that's in the air, the get him a body bag. Yeah! Maybe we're doubling back to that, but this seems like a really bad play by Kittle and the Niners. So hearing it, I'm, you know, listen, I, I, I kind of mentioned this. This goes back to the Bosa thing. I don't know why you want to add any motivation to another squad, especially like the Rams. The Rams, yeah, they've had incredible amount of difficulty in beating the 49ers. They've won five games in a row. This is a very meaningful game for the Rams at SoFi Stadium, as it is for the 49ers. You kind of let your play do all the talking here, and it has done all the talking. Every time you've played the Rams, your play, you you beat them up. You, you kind of almost beat them any way you want to beat them. You've had that ability to do it. The Achilles heel at least right now for the Rams, is if you play physical uh, against them, you're not 100% sure if they're going to be able to punch back. Why Why motivate Aaron Donald? Why motivate Von Miller? Why motivate Jalen Ramsey and, and Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup? For what's What's the positive that come out of that? I, I, I'm, not, I'm almost confused and surprised that Kittle would have you know that type of a comment. I wonder I, – I, I honestly don't know where I am on this. I is, think is he referencing like both teams, or is he just basically – I think that would be his explanation, that he's meaning both teams, but it sure didn't sound like that to me, that it's a body bag and it's going to be really physical. Both guys are going to get banged up, whatever. But the Rams are 12-4 and four and are locked into a playoff position, and when the playoffs start, the Rams are going to be a team to be reckoned with. The 49ers are going into week 18, and they don't have their spot secured. I, I, I dig that he's feeling confident. I dig that he's feeling confident enough to talk, you know what, at a team that he's beaten five times. But Ed feels like I, – I don't know whether that's good. When you're the underdog to run your mouth like that, but do you really want to poke that bear? I, especially when you're not – when you haven't done anything yet. They're, they're not even in the playoffs yet. It's unnecessary. That's it. I mean, it, it, it's that simple. It's almost – you know, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. We, we made fun of the Raiders going up against the Kansas City Chiefs couple weeks back and um, being up right on top of their logo at Arrowhead. And you were like, what are you guys doing? This doesn't make it. And I know it's different. This is different because the 49ers have had a lot of success against the Rams. But I'm with you. There is absolutely no reason to wake up uh, what could – you know, I don't want to call them a sleeping giant. But if, if the Rams win this game against the 49ers, they walk into the playoffs on a six-game winning streak – they finally beat the team they've had issues with. They get potentially a couple games at SoFi Stadium. That's that's as dangerous a team in the NFL, and I, I'm I'm surprised that um, I'm surprised that that comment. It's just unnecessary. I'm going to keep going back to this. It doesn't give you any advantage by saying that. Well, I I agree. I don't know if there's any advantage to be gained, but the more the closer we get to this Rams game, the bigger I think it gets for the Rams in my mind. Okay. The, the Rams have lost five in a row to San Francisco, Okay, like we just talked about. The Rams have also won five games in a row after having a three-game losing streak. The, the Rams' season is really unique in that they were 7-1. A couple one. seasons in one. 
like three, right? The, the yeah. seven and one season where you had wins against Tampa and you looked like you were one of the best teams in the league. Matthew Stafford shortlist on the MVP. Then you lay an egg three weeks in a row. You get beat by Tennessee, San Francisco, and Green Bay. And it's like, what in the world is happening? Then there's the five-game winning streak that they've been on right now. But here's the rub, Al. The five-game winning streak that they've been on, only one of those teams is going to the playoffs. Yeah. Right? Arizona's the only team that's going to the playoffs out of that group. Now, maybe San Francisco, if you can put it in to six, uh, we'll see how that shakes out. But if you win, you've won six in a row. You not you you broke a, a five game losing streak to this team the 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 quote unquote soft team that gets pushed around by the Niners just won again you go into that in the number two seed two games at SoFi Stadium et cetera et cetera you're feeling really good if you lose now you're on a six game losing streak to a team that barely made the playoffs hmm. you got pushed around again potentially you played another playoff team that beat you finally you know that you you've beaten two playoff games all season long this is this is not. The, the momentum that you want, even though you would be at, what would they be? They'd be 12-5 and five at that point. Mm-hmm. It feels like a 12-5 and five that's very different than the 13-4 and four with a six-game winning streak and you knock San Francisco out. It's a big game for the Rams. It, it's not just a big game. I, I think it will, you know, tell the story of, okay, you, you control your own destiny right now. And anytime you get to control your own destiny in sports, that's obviously the position that you want to be in. If the 49ers beat the Rams – I think, you know, all the stuff that we were talking about before, it's like, look, this team just, it's not consistent enough. You know what, even that win against Baltimore, uh, they had to get a couple things to go their way at the end. They had six turnovers, two games in a row. This is not winning football. If you beat the 49ers, I think all that stuff just kind of quiets down, and now all of a sudden you got, you, you, you could at least run through SoFi up until uh, Lambeau Field if you got to go up against the Packers, and that obviously changes significantly, significantly if they lose. All right, one more week of the regular season. Can Cooper Cup make one final pitch to get into the MVP finalist? Can he finally make a run that's a non-quarterback? One person here in the building thinks that uh, they got a pretty good chance. She's going to weigh in on it next. That's next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. You hanging in there, buddy? You, oh, yeah. You, you've decided – oh, you're back. You turned your camera off for a while, which made me think that maybe you decided to call it a day. No, we're uh, – <laughs> we're sound good. <laughs> we're going strong. <clears throat> we're going strong. You know, it's okay to you – know, you can pull the plug. Emily and Taylor and I can get it the rest of the way if you just want to curl up and die. It's Factor fine. Cap is my favorite <laughs> segment. I'm not going anywhere before Factor Cap. Okay, that makes sense. That that works for me. Um, since you're back, I got a quick – this is from Matthew uh, Pelosi, who has a quick ask Lee. You ready? Sure. It's a good one. I never even considered this. Is cereal a soup? I, I don't consider it a soup at all. Why not? Um, soup to me, it's a first of all, stuff in it. hot. I think yeah, that's where soups I... are served cold. Gazpacho, right? Yeah, it's true. That is not my argument, Emily. I can't <laughs> think right now. Um, I don't consider. Do you consider it a soup? 
No, but when I started thinking about it. First of all, let me just say cereal is arguably one of the greatest meals ever created (laughs) that you could have it at any time of the day. Uh, but putting bad. that to the side for a second, <laughs> I never considered it a, a soup. No, it's not. But it's one of those things. Like once you start to define a soup, it's yeah. it's it's a broth or a liquid with stuff in it, right? Huh. That's a soup, and that's what cereal is. I feel like a soup vegetable needs soup. to be broth based and vegetable based. Yeah, like have vegetables in it because otherwise chowder. it's chili yep. soup, and chili but- isn't soup. But well, why not? A and B, like what about like beer because cheese this is America. Soup? <laughs> beer cheese soup doesn't have vegetables or broth. I've never it's even heard of that. Based. Oh, Emily, let me introduce. Wait, say you. it again. You haven't heard of what? Beer cheese soup. Have you had that, Al? No. Oh, it's it's pretty fantastic. But how is it's that big. different than a dip? A beer cheese it, well, soup sounds to me like beer. It, like if you dip. thicken it up a little bit, it can be a dip, which is also awesome. But if you thin it out with a little chicken broth or something like that, but it's it's cream, it's cheddar cheese, it's beer, it's it's got some spice in it. It's pretty okay. great. With everything that you just said, it's not a soup, right? <laughs> I mean, it, is a hot dog a sandwich? It's the same thing, right? That if you have it, to pick one, if you have to pick one, would you define it as a soup or no? Like, would would you no, go and say, "Hey, not- honey, I'm about to grab some soup." <laughs> Can you give me the milk? Captain Crunch. <laughs> Captain Crunch. Uh, it's not, but I can't give you a good reason why it's not, other yeah. than we've just decided that it's not. So I guess by that, by that definition, it that's is. That's actually, that's a great explanation. We don't have a reason vegetables. why. We don't have a reason why. We just, like, I almost take it personally that you're even calling it a soup. <laughs> you're offended. As a, as a cereal eater, you're, you're offended by it. I, I respect that. I want it's it soup, radio. I soup. Is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. Um, Rookie has stayed away from you. He's not going to catch your uh, disease, right? He's fine? Rookie is uh, – this guy will eat anything outside. He'll go through anything. He's fine. That guy – the last thing I'm concerned about is Rookie. Rookie will Rookie will survive. I could t- I, if right now I take Rookie and I say, Rookie, this is the city of Pasadena. I'm going to open up the doors for you and just go explore. <laughs> Within 36 seconds, there'd be nine different owners lining up to say, we'll take him in. We'll take him in. <laughs> well, He's the with most that in popular mind. dog in, in this area. Like, literally, like, you know, at times you just go, you got to go get something done real quick. It's like, all right, I just got to take the dog out real quick, and then I got to run back and take care of this. Everybody wants to stop. Talk. They call him Rookie. I'm like, <laughs> they know him? Yes. They're on first name basis? <laughs> yes. I dig it. I dig it. So with that in mind, if you do, in fact, expire, yep. here's one more little bonus Ask Slee from uh, Big E, who says, since Slee sounds like he's dying, where does he want his ashes spread, and will you fulfill his last wish, Trav? So, uh, A, what yeah. is your last wish? Because I need to know what it is before I decide if I'm going to do it or not. And where do you want your ashes spread? Um, take care of Rookie. That's the uh, okay. that's the last wish. And I think, I think you're I w- okay with that. I'm okay Go with camping that. once in your life. Just go okay. once. I, once. Do I don't think I'm you. asking for too much there. I'll go up into the woods and pour a little out for Al and put the ashes in the fire, maybe? That's just it. Kind of... <laughs> no, you have to put it in the fire. Just put it in the woods. Put it in the oh, woods. Just Somewhere sprinkle you around. Like, yeah. All right. That doesn't sound so bad. That's not bad. I, I could hook you up with that. All right. Um, one more game, regular season, and then yep. we're into the playoffs. I've been making this case. You tell me, Al. How, how long have I been on the Cooper Cup should get some MVP consideration? It's at least a couple months, right? 2009. <laughs> Uh, you've been making a case. You've been making a case for a while that just have him a part of 
nobody's saying he's going to win the most valuable player of the or he's he's going to win MVP but just put him make him a part of the conversation he's having an incredible season the Rams have a really good record so it kind of checks off two off the list there right you you have your individual performance where it's um you know you're breaking records and um I love that he acknowledged there's a 17th game coming and some of those other records were in 16 games but on top of that You've got a really good team, right? So if they end up with the number two seed, I think that obviously falls into it as well. You've been you've been making that case for for a little bit now. He has had a remarkable season. I think he deserves votes. I think that he is one of the most valuable players in the league. I also think there is virtually zero chance that he comes anywhere near actually winning the award. But however, I, this is interesting because we were talking this morning. Yep. Emily was like, no, 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 no. I, I want to explain why I think this is supposed to happen. This is as passionate on a topic as I've seen you, Emily, about uh, a, a sports-related thing where you really wanted to get in on this. So make the case as to why Cooper Cup will win the MVP. Yes. So first off, we have to establish most valuable. So there is the most valuable person to each team Without him, they would lose, essentially. Okay. So, sure. But let's set that aside for a second. Cooper Cup is having a historic season. He, he is way outperforming anybody that's even close to him. Every, the closest person in the yards to him is Justin Jefferson. He's 300 yards away from him. So he has the chance. He has completely separated him. He is the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. So he's gonna, he leads the NFL in receptions, receiving yards, first downs. He leads receivers in touchdowns. And he has more targets than anyone else in the league. So those are all things that he is outperforming everybody else at his position. So that's one thing. Uh, he has the potential to be a triple crown winner. Um, he is 30% of the Rams offense. And okay, so he's 30% of the Rams offense. That means that everyone should, on any, every other team, should be like, okay, go guard Cooper Cup. That's the game plan. Right, he's double team um, sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. He always gets open. He's always there. So he's better than even the other people, every other team, always. He's 30% of the, of the offense. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a lot of categories he's leading in the NFL right now. He's leading in QBR, but he's ninth in rece- uh, receive passing yards. He does not lead in touchdowns. He, I don't know, it's just, there's a lot of things about Cooper Cup that is so different, so unique. And it would be a shame to have a historic season like this go to waste when it, it's just I, – I just can't even put into words how much I really think that Cooper Cup needs to get this. And okay. if, if he doesn't win, it's just a QB award, and that's, that's what it should be called. Okay. You make a very compelling case, and, and your arguments are solid, and they are based in fact and numerically sound. My counter argument to this is, and I would love to see him win, and I do not like Aaron Rodgers. Okay, he is, He's kind of done this heel turn over the last couple of years that just is very unappealing to me. I don't, I don't like it. But much like Al talks about the, um, the timeshare that we try to sell each other every yep. once in a while, yep. I am not signing your timeshare agreement, Emily, uh, Emily, for one reason. While you said that 30% of the Rams' offense comes from Cooper Cup, you're right. Has anybody ever seen Jordan Love play quarterback? Has anybody watched what that guy did when Aaron Rodgers was down with vid? Did you see that? Did you see what that team looked like with somebody other than Aaron Rodgers quarterbacking that team? They were terrible. So why Cooper Cup might be 30% of the offense. You're right. Aaron Rodgers is 100% of what the Packers do. I know he's got good players. I know there's guys around him. but And look, believe me, Emily, I don't like having – I want to buy your timeshare. I really, truly do. But the problem is 
Cooper Cup, as great as he is, if if you just snapped your fingers and he was gone or they did decide to double, triple team him, still other guys on the Rams that could do some work. So just but but by saying that means that like the the quarterback is the most valuable position on any NFL team, regardless of anything else, always the most valuable position on any NFL team. So how then I think if Cooper Cup doesn't win, I feel like then no position player can ever win this this it doesn't award. happen very often right i mean it just feels like it, it it is you're you're right it is almost one of those quarterback exclusive things and short of derrick henry running for i don't know 2300 2400 yards and scoring 30 touchdowns and you know they go 13 or you know 16 and 1 or 7 15 and 2 or whatever it might be it always is going to go to the quarterback i, but I he's think- not having but aaron rodgers is having not a completely remarkable season he is having a very good season but it's statistically a season that a quarterback perhaps can have every not, year. But there, there's nobody else. And, you know, Tom Brady can make a, com, a, a pretty compelling case for this too. That if they're not there, those teams are not good. If Cooper right. Cup was not there, like we saw, and look, we saw the Rams a couple of years ago. Cooper Cup tore up his knee. Rams kept playing pretty good football. They, they, but he they, was they, younger. They, it was a different Cooper Cup it, then. You're right. You're right. But he was he was still a really good look from the moment he's gotten here. He's been a big part of what they do. And he was not there, and the Rams kept cranking along. I, I think if, if Cooper Cup can finish in the top three in the MVP, Al, I think that is a remarkable accomplishment for, for him, for the Rams, for everything about it, because Emily's 100% right. The, the quarterback is going to get it. And if it's not the quarterback, maybe Jonathan Taylor slides in there, but I think that's a, that's a reach too. That if he can get into the top two or three, what an unbelievable, what an unbelievable accomplishment that is. Emily, I, I sat through the entire timeshare. I, um, I appreciate the, the water that you, uh, you provided. <laughs> But there were a couple uh, cookies. There were a couple, there was a, a protein bar, like one of those uh, those Nature Valleys. They were sitting there. Um, I appreciate it all. I stayed through the end. I think it will still go to Aaron Rodgers. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate yes. you hearing me out. Uh, uh, keep me in mind for further endeavors. Uh, yeah, sure. Sure. Invite, invite us back for another free weekend in Vegas or San yeah. Diego <laughs> to listen to listen to the pitch. But I'm going to go take the free round of golf that you offered to get me to listen to it and uh, the free spa treatment, and then we'll come back and, and do it another time. The, um, uh, the, the, the course just closed. They're doing some maintenance. The moment, the they're moment punching you the said greens. no, oh my the moment gosh. you but, said no. All the golfers out there will appreciate this. Is there a more disheartening moment than when you go to check in? And you know, hey, I'm here. I got the uh, the one forty five tee time. They got great. Uh, just letting you know, we're giving you ten bucks off the green fee today. Oh uh, yeah, why? Oh, we just punched the greens. Oh, that's sweet. I'm, why why am I here? I could go play in the street, and it would be the same thing. This is this is not what I had in mind. Put that on your website, golf courses. Make sure that I know before I drive over there. Factor Cap, Al's favorite segment coming up next. Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. So I see you guys came back after you ditched me for that timeshare, but it's okay. <laughs> I, I got a quick one before we get started, Emily. Ready for the next um, presentation. Al, why are you turning off your camera during the breaks? Like, what, what's going on in the <laughs> Sliwa household that we are not allowed to see? Well, I'm going back towards uh, the kitchen area. Got some uh, Theraflu and uh, 
brought it in here and was pouring myself a shot of it. So just didn't think it was necessary to see <laughs> all that unfold. Uh, thank you. I, I'm You're glad welcome. that's a good answer, and I appreciate it. You got it. All right. So I am, I <laughs> bought a new bed frame off Amazon, and I'm always very nervous about how easy the setup is going to be. So oh, no, Trav and I will take care of it. That's what we I'm do. not very good about building things. <laughs> So you are very good at or, um, at building things you order off Amazon. Travis, is this Dr. Cap? Um, it's Cap. However, there there's a bit of a there's a uh, metamorphosis, yeah, a transformation, a, yeah. a, a changing of the tides. There's yep. there's something going on. So the threshold in front of my house, like the little piece of wood that goes underneath the front door, kind of that that piece, basically in, the foundation that holds up your home. Basically, yes, yep. it broke. Uh-huh. And I'm and and yesterday I was feeling industrious. I was feeling like you know what I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna turn over a new leaf. I'm gonna start to fix things myself. I'm not yep. just gonna let it sit there and be broken. So my dad is is very very handy. And so I called my dad. I said, Hey dad, this thing broke. What you know? How how should I fix this? And he looks at it and he says, eh. Showed him send him a, a picture. He goes, Oh, that's just you just need to go to the hardware store and get some wood glue and you know make sure that it's in there and put it in here. And he kind of walks me through the whole thing. I'm like, I actually think I could do that. And so I go. I go to the hardware store. I buy my gorilla, my gorilla glue. Yep. I bring it back. I put and it Starburst. on. I, 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 <laughs> I almost bought a bag of M and M's. You have no idea how close <laughs> it came to getting that bag of M and M's. I lay it down there. I put it in there. And guess what? This morning, Al, it worked. So basically, I am a handyman now. Yeah. I, whatever needs fixing, Emily, I could fix your bed. I got everything else. And if what's going to happen this weekend comes to fruition, yep. Oh uh, yeah. There's yeah. going to be a, there's going to be a new Travis yeah, on Monday morning. Right I'm just there. telling you. So it's cap right now, but by Monday yep. it could be 100% factual. Trav, just out of curiosity, because I know you know, aside from doing radio, you're also a uh, you're a licensed contractor. Yes. Um. Your next home that you build, will it be two-story or one-story? What are some of the advantages of multi, multi-family multi homes versus single-family? Just would love to get your opinion on that. I'm going to go for a single-story ranch, about you know 6,500 square feet, really sure. big, big patio out front, lots of intricate carpentry. I, I'm really going to nail the whole thing. I'm going to put the lay the tile floor myself, build the kitchen, my, all the plumbing and electrical. I'm going to do it myself. I, I love look. doing foundations for homes. I love Ow. pouring the concrete. Just love I, it. I successfully yep. executed that's, a bottle of glue yesterday. That's you know solid. How big that is for me. That is big. I glued something. It's so exciting. I can't even tell you. I got I, up this morning that it's still there and it's secure. I couldn't be happier with myself. I've gone to a hardware store before where there was an unusual light bulb, and I'm like, where do I find this? <laughs> and I've gone there with that light bulb and I asked somebody, hey, can you help me with this? <laughs> then they walked me to the aisle, and I bought it. So, Emily, to answer your question – I don't think I'm the go-to for stuff at home. Um, I know that there's some great websites out there. What is it? Uh, uh, TaskRabbit is a good one. There's a couple of these that you can have somebody come out to your house like kind of a handyman, and he'll nah. take care of the work. Uh, and, and maybe Travis is on there. Maybe Emily, I you have my number. Just text me. I'll come over. I'll knock it out in 20 minutes. Piece of cake. No problem. <laughs> okay. Drive all the way up from the OC. Um, so this happened to me last night. If you get the wrong order at a restaurant but don't realize it until you get home, you will go back and switch it out. Alan, is this factor cap? Let me ask a couple uh, details here. So you took somebody else's order or they forgot to, like, let's just say, you guys remember that story one time where they forgot the guacamole and that was the greatest part of the whole thing? Mm -hmm. I got home and I didn't just go back and get the guacamole. Did you 
literally grab somebody else's order or did they forget something? No, they just gave me the wrong order. So, so no, like, take, no, take me through. What order. did you order and yep. what did you get? Yes. <laughs> so I ordered this uh, like ravioli, which was supposed to have some like cheese sauce. So it was supposed to be white. So it was supposed to be like a white sauce on top. Um, and it was the ravioli. But instead, Sounds I got like good. a bolognese sauce on on um, the ravioli. So it's still good. It just like wasn't what I anticipated. Um, okay. I so got my answer now. Happened. That situation, I'm not going back. I'm not going back. Like it yeah. still sounds like it's a good item. You know, like if it, you know, if I came back, if I ordered the ravioli and I got a grilled cheese sandwich, we're we're having some issues here. If I just got breadsticks or something, then you know the whole uh, reason why I went to this specific restaurant, I, I lose some of that. So I I think I'm not going back if I like the food. If I'm not happy with the food I got, yeah, I'll get back in the car and go get what I need. I can't imagine a circumstance where I would turn around and go back. Like, literally, if I ordered a burrito and they gave me sushi, I'm going to eat the sushi. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, there's – I'm not making two trips. (laughs) It's not happening. There's there's no chance. Why are you putting hot sauce on your salmon roll? (laughs) That's not bad, actually. I'm just just saying I am not doing it. Um, I I am not – that being said, it's funny you say that because I did – uh, me and the kids, we went and got something to eat the other day at this place here in Dana Point, a burrito place, Lupe's, really good. Um, and my oldest son runs in to get the food, and he comes back with the bag, and I'm like, okay, cool. And then we're driving, we're, we're out of the parking lot, but we're not far. Yeah. And I realize I didn't give him any money. And I, I turned to him and I said, how did you pay for that? And he goes, I didn't. Did you not pay ahead? I said, no. And so he just walked out with the bag, and they handed it. Like, he didn't take it off the counter. They handed it to yeah. him. And so, he sprinted uh, back, right, to the car. And and he said, go, go. I, I said to him, I said, we, we got to go back. He's like, no, 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 we don't. I said, no, no, this is bad karma. We of absolutely go have back. to go back. No question about so it. So we turn around, and we go back, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. you know what? This is going to be a really good example. This is a good karma example because he's going to go in there with the credit card and pay them. Yep. And go, Not a problem at all. Thank you so much, but enjoy the food. Our mistake. They ran the card. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. They ran the, the card. The, the right thing to do there is, hey, we greatly appreciate it. Um, we're going to run the card, but maybe they give you a little little something-something, little yeah, item, a little no. extra item there. Uh, there's five roll tacos here. Go have a great it day. Was, it was more like, oh, thank God you came back. We were going <laughs> to think, well, yeah, you're welcome. But no, yeah, no I'm not going back for anything. All right. So speaking of MVP votes from the last uh, segment, you would love to have an MVP vote in any sport. Is that factor cap? Oh, sorry, Travis. Is that factor cap? Fact. I, I I think that would be an incredible honor. Quite frankly, to be able to participate in that process, I think is is meaningful. I really do. I I think that you know I like how baseball does it, where you don't just get to vote on everything. Like one year you get the American League Cy Young Award winner, mm-hmm. and the next year you get National League Most Valuable Player or Manager of the Year or whatever it might be. I'd like that. You can really kind of chew on it, go through the whole process. And make a decision and become informed and, and participate. That I get it that you're not the only person making a decision, but that you're involved in making the decision. I think that would be incredibly exciting. And give me a Heisman Trophy vote, uh, an MVP vote, any of that stuff. I would love to do that. I would, especially you know what's gone on these last couple of days, where there's a reporter that takes something incredibly personal about a player and says, "No, I don't care about the player. I care about what he does off the field. How he kind of." Um, who he is off the field. I, I, To answer your question, yes. I think it would be, like you said, Trav, how cool would that be? Wait a minute. I get one of these votes to determine if 
Giannis Antetokounmpo or Kevin Durant are the MVPs. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be amazing. But I think on top of that, I would really genuinely try to treat it the way I think it should be treated. And I, you know, I was expressing to you how I, I thought it was BS that somebody was taking something personal into some what somebody else does on the field. Um, so, anyways, to answer that question, maybe I'm more passionate today because that happened over the last couple of days. Oh, rest assured, I would exercise my personal agendas as well. I, I eh, he plays for the Giants. No, no MVP. <laughs> We're going to go somewhere else. It's probably why one of many reasons I don't get one. I would absolutely, uh, nah, I don't like the way that guy cuts his hair. He's out. <laughs> no, get him out no of here. No Cy Young Award winner for that guy. All right. Uh, records are made to be broken, right, Al? That's the saying? Not uh, this yes. one. Yes. 50 years old, and it's never coming down. We'll tell you what it is next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. You ready for a little bonus Ask Slee, Al? I don't feel like I have a choice, but yes. <laughs> Corey from Tarzana. Does Slee start with the frosting on his slice of cake or save it until the end? Hashtag Ask Slee. It's a good question. Um... There's uh there's there's balance that goes into it. I, I can't just do just frosting, and the cake is not. Uh, it needs the frosting to just take it to the next level. So Trav, I I might be taking a little bit of the frosting, put it on the fork, get it on the uh, get that bite, and now we're we're merging together. Do you see what I'm saying? I, we're merging corporations. It is the perfect answer. You want yeah. a little bit of both with every bite, both. right? You just you the, the nice fluffy cake, the sweet icing. It's just it's a it's the perfect bite. That's why they put both of those things on there, so you get a little bit of both with each bite. Now they don't make it properly because there's, I'm sure, a better way of doing it to where we don't have to work as hard to get the what, perfect bite. What about this? What if they do it like condiments, right? Instead of ranch dressing or barbecue sauce, they give you a little side of frosting and you cut off a piece of cake and then you dip it in the frosting. That doesn't sound like a bad idea. You know when they take, uh, you know when they actually do it when they're making a cake or their the pastry bag, putting your name yep on the yeah. on your birthday cake that I got for you, and you didn't get for me. Um, when they when they <laughs> like do your that Christmas present. When they <laughs> that was good. That was good right there. I literally Taylor wrote your card. Or Taylor read your card. Um, yeah. but you know how they do that? They should just have that come with a cake so that every bite you just you just How put about a this? Dab just have the it. pastry chef stand behind you with the bag and hit you got me. it all figured out. Hey, hey Marcel, give me a little of that uh, buttercream and you just just kind of squeezes out on your cake. We I'm got all it all that. figured out. <laughs> ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support veterans with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping vets in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. Um, 50 years ago, Al, yep. the Lakers' 33-game winning streak. 50 <laughs> yeah, you, you, Never forget you were back. You were a, Never uh, a Cub reporter just getting your Laker career started. Uh, here, So Brian Windhorst wrote a really cool thing on mm-hmm. .com today talking about all of the, uh, the NBA records that are probably going to stand, if not forever, for a very long time. Um, obviously, Wilt's 100-point game feels untouchable. But there was another one in there that just made my, my jaw fall on the floor. Okay, Wilt, Wilt Chamberlain for the 61-62 season. Never mind that he averaged 50 points a game, and all that, which is bananas. I'm going to use this for Michael in the he, pregame. He's going to love this. He never came out of a game. He So there are 48 minutes in an NBA game, right? Do you know what his average minutes were that season? 
48.6. Okay, is this confirmed? Do we know this? Yeah, because they played overtime games. He had a handful of – they had seven overtime games there. Yep. The only time he missed during – he missed one – like a, like an eight-minute window because he got ejected in one game and missed a, 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 a – stop for a second. He was Imagine. never substituted out the season, <laughs> out that um, season. Imagine a year where LeBron James never comes off the floor. Not like a playoff game, hey, look, it's game seven, you're going to have to go the whole game tonight. That yeah. happens occasionally. Yeah. Once in a while it'll happen. The whole season he never got substituted out. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. All right, today's stat hero of the day is the 1972 Lakers. 50 years ago today, the Lakers won their record-breaking 33rd straight game. Stat Hero, the exclusive Daily Fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sliwa Show. Stat Hero is the first ever Daily Fantasy sports book that gives a player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710ESPN for a 100% deposit match. Um, Travis, kind of some cool numbers here just to play off of what you were just saying. So Windhorse puts out the article, so just to read it from it, he only missed eight minutes of one game after he was ejected in the fourth quarter, like you mentioned. He reached an average of more than 48 minutes because he played seven <laughs> overtime games. Um, he was miraculously almost never in foul trouble, averaging a career-low one-and-a-half fouls a game. <laughs> Playing the what whole the night. What the hell is this? Playing the whole night. What he is this? He averaged 50 points a game, by the way, too. Okay, do you know the... The, the year he averaged 50 points a game, uh-huh. he averaged over 20 rebounds that year, too. Is Come that on. good? That Come on. All right. What are we well, doing Like here? Mike, Michael has said, yeah, I know you've heard him say this, mm-hmm. the answer to the question is who's the most or who did the but The answer Will is Chamberlain. always Will Chamberlain. <laughs> yes. Uh, Rasheed Wallace is known for his 41 technical fouls. 41 technical fouls. They changed they the, rules change the rules yeah, because of him. Um, okay, what are the other ones that were crazy? You know, obviously, A.C. Uh, Green, the uh, Iron Man, 1,192 consecutive games played. Um, John Stockson's uh, uh, assists, 15,806. I thought this one, I know it's a small one, but I think it kind of puts it into perspective. Scott Skiles had 30 assists in a game. Ridiculous. What? <laughs> Ridiculous. Every post-game show I've done for the Lakers this year, I don't think there's been one time I read a box score where the squad, either team, had 30 assists as a team. Well, what has to happen, too, is all of your teammates need to be making shots. Like, yeah. li- literally every time you throw them the ball, they have to make a bucket because there's there's no other way to get there. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. The Laker 33, like, that's one I – mean, maybe it's just because we're here in L.A. That yeah. Because we, every year the anniversary comes up, somebody's going to mention it, we're going to talk about it. But it's 50 years. That's incredible. It, it's been 50 years. Mm-hmm. And in that piece, and I, I, I don't have it open in front of me, but I think there's only been four winning streaks of more than 20 games in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Okay? That – the NBA's been around 75 years. This is the 75th anniversary of the NBA. 20 is a ton, and that's way short of 33. Like, And a couple of them are fairly recently. LeBron and the Heat had one that was in the 20s. The uh, Gold State Warriors opened the season 24-0. and That's right. That, that was an unbelievable run through there. Uh, the Rockets, not that long ago, I think got into the low I got them here. Yeah. So five 20-game winning streaks – um, that's in, in the 75-year history of the NBA. Warriors, you mentioned, 24-0. The Miami Heat won 27 in a row. That was with Braun and the rest of the crew. Um, and then it lists on here, you know, obviously what Wilt, Jerry West, uh, that 71-72 season. That's just incredible. By the way, Michael texted, so wait, what did Wilt's backup do all year? Did he ever play? <laughs> 
That's well, a that's really spoken, good question. Well, it's it's perfect. Mike Michael's going to give me a bit. That's the question Michael would ask because Michael had to play behind Kareem. <laughs> like, like, hey, I need to get in this game. Yeah, but man. Michael what would get PT. Yeah, no, Michael got a lot of PT, but that's because Kareem didn't play 48 and a half minutes a night. He got to guard him in practice. <laughs> yeah, that do you do you even wear your uniform? You just you just roll into the arena in your in your slacks and your penny loafers and just decide, yeah, hey, Wilt, good game tonight. We'll see you tomorrow at practice. What, it's a great question. What the hell do you do? I'd be in the back making smoothies. What's Wilt want today? <laughs> Whatever Wilt wants, I'll prepare it. That's got to help that, the team. That is the dumbest thing I've it ever. It is had dumb. No, no, no. Spe- if if you listen, if if you type in Wilt Chamberlain stats. And just you know the hoops hype or whatever will have it basketball reference. They're stupid. You're like this doesn't this doesn't make any sense. Okay, I have always they're said, not real. I want calls too. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. The most unbreakable of the records. I've always said mm-hmm. that the most unbreakable record in professional sports is there was a pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds a million years ago, like in the 1930s, named Johnny Vandermeer. He threw back to back no hitters. Threw two in a row. Okay, so to beat the record, you would have to throw three no-hitters in a row. I'll tell you right now, somebody's going to throw three no-hitters in a row before they play an entire season without coming out of an NBA game. (laughs) That somebody somewhere, there's going to be a Walker, Bueller, Clayton, Kershaw, Pedro Martinez hybrid that's going to string together three consecutive no-hitters before somebody plays an entire NBA season without ever coming out of a game. You take your no-hitters, Will can take his 100-point game. Rashid Wallace had 41 technicals <laughs> in the season. That would be the greatest stat I've ever heard in my life. Does Rashid have a son? Maybe, maybe he can try to break that record. Right. We talk about LeBron and uh, LeBron Jr. playing together. Maybe we can get Rashid Jr. into the league and uh, he can go for 48 tees. Speaking of streaks, four in a row. Does that mean anything for this group of Lakers? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.